This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to Bluehost.com Wondersuite. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Vic, and you are listening to another episode here on the Mindful Experiment. Excited to have you on as this week I had such a wonderful connection conversation with Jesse Asha Cancer. And it was it was great. We talked about a lot of things, but one thing we really got into is all about the power of just doing nothing in life. That's right, nothing. Um, we talk about what that really means. What does nothing look like? Why is it very important from a mental standpoint, from a peak performance standpoint? Why is that critical for spiritual awareness and so much more? We touch base on the, the Tao Te Ching and you know how it affected her and how it showed her so many things. And I share my personal journey with that also. And how Lao Tzu is, if you guys have been following me on the podcast, know how critically important Lao Tzu is to me. Uh, where I share his quote, um, you know, the, the master of others is strength, but the master yourself is true power. And I put it in all my books. But for years, cancer felt like a failure, unable to hustle hard enough to make it, either as an actress or in the rat race. Her childhood as a Russian immigrant in post-Cold War America heightened her insecurity and threatened her identity, desperate as she was to fit into a culture that was alien at best and hostile at worst. This lost and eventual reclamation of her sense of self sent her on a spiritual journey during which she discovered the Tao Te Ching, which helped her heal and thrive. The Tao taught her that there was a power in stillness and that all struggles come from bearing gifts, if you know how to recognize them. So, you know, she was born in the Soviet Union. At the age of eight, she immigrated with her family to Brooklyn. She is a writer and a former reporter and actress. Her work has appeared in the Washington Post, New York Daily News, Wall Street Journal, The Independent, The New York Times, Los Angeles Times, Huffington Post, Ravishly, and Romper. Jesse lives with her two daughters and husband in Dobbs Ferry, New York. This is a great episode. Sit back and relax and learn how to be doing nothing. But as she did something in this podcast, I appreciate it. And I share a little bit on it. I touch base in there is how to be lazy, but not lazy in the negative way of how we look at it. So stay tuned. 
tune in and enjoy the episode. Jesse, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Victor, for having me. Uh, I'm excited to have you on. I love your book. It's something I need to master more of. I love the title of it and everything. And uh, just chat with you beforehand. I already know this is going to be a good one. So for all the listeners, uh, sit back and relax. We're going to have a, this is going to be a really good, insightful uh, episode. But before we get into those things, can you tell us a little about your backstory, your journey, how you ended up doing and what you're doing today? Sure. Uh, Well, they say you teach what you need to learn. And I think that's why we connected so much even before we started chatting for the podcast. It's it's something that I need to master myself, the ability to get still, the ability to don't just sit there, do nothing, as the book is called. It's not something that came naturally to me because I come from a very achievement-based culture. I was born in the former Soviet Union. Uh, there was definitely pressure from a very early age to be a certain way to to get good grades, to study a lot, to achieve, um, and at the same time to fit into the mold. So then uh, my family left the Soviet Union when we got the opportunity. We were refugees. So we were seeking asylum in America and we lived in other countries while doing so. So here I am like uh, not yet eight and in different countries in Europe waiting to be led into America. We got to America. So basically at that age, I had a real loss of an identity, loss of self, um, loss of the stability. And now, you know, my own daughter, my older daughter is practically the same age. I was seven and a half when I left um, the Soviet Union. And I see um, just from watching both my kids, I see that that stability that I lost. Well, yeah, of course, of course, that knocked me off my feet a bit. Of course, I was lost and that continued for a while. And in America, I really struggled internally while externally presenting a perfect mask, right? So I was in college doing what I was told to do. I was in business school, even though I was always uh, an artist at heart, whether it was fine arts, writing, acting, these are all the passions of mine that I eventually pursued. But back then I was doing what I was told. I was depressed. I had an eating disorder. I was really crumbling on the inside, but holding a very perfect facade together. So after college, I got into a major car crash. So here I was, I was broken internally because I was still dealing with this massive eating disorder that's been going on for years that I was hiding. And then I had a really um, serious concussion, which my brain needed to rest a lot. And so I was, this, it was this dichotomy of needing to rest, needing to be still. I didn't know how, what um, the eating disorder I was suffering from when I was young was bulimia. And that's like the opposite of staying still because you eat your emotions and you purge them. So I guess um, what I've learned in time, I'm 40 now, what I've learned is that life will give us exactly what we need. And if we don't take the hint, it'll give us more of it. And that is what happened with me. And so eventually I was brought down, you know, really brought to my knees and I started reaching for help. I started reaching for all the self-help and personal development books I had at my bedside because I I had known for a while that I need help. And the Tao Te Ching, which which was one of the first books I reached for at that point, the Tao Te Ching really felt different to me. And it is different as we found out. The Tao Te Ching that uh, translates as the book of the way or sometimes the book of the way of integrity depends on which translation you look at, but it's the book of the way from 6th century BC that really still applies today. 
And so I've been using its teachings. And then I've written, of course, about its teachings and how they've played out in my life in Don't Just Sit There, Do Nothing. I love that. I love how you bring that up, too, because in my early 20s, I had an uncle, a uh, great uncle, and I was hanging out with his son. We went to his house and uh, to his dad's house. And it was uh, it was funny. He's like, I saw this book and I'm like, man, what's that book? And he goes, oh, he goes, you should read that book. Now, he's known as the hipster great uncle out of all <laughs> our family. I come from a very Italian family and he was the, the hippie. And he's like, he goes, you want to borrow that book? Go ahead. And it was the Tao Te Ching. And I was like, cool. I'm like, I don't know. I'll, I'll bring it back. And you'll say, yeah, just bring it back whenever. No worries. I've read that thing multiple times. And uh, I read it and it was, it was, it was fascinating. It, it was a life changing uh, experience. It's very uh, amazing how something so far back can hold so much truth. And, and that was just one of my journeys of looking in the past to find truth into the future. Um, I love your story though. I mean, it's funny how life will make you change. You know, if you don't make the changes, if you don't change, life is going to make you change. That's kind of the quote I kind of yeah. use. And it's one of those things where it's just, uh, you, you had that show up and aware of your life that you had to like, you know, okay, you're not going to slow down. We're going to make you slow down. Now we're going to make yes. you take time off, whether you like it or you don't until you become aware of that. Um, very, very huge. That's that. That's, um, uh, and, and at the time, I'm assuming just for listeners, sometimes we don't, we, we, we think like, oh, she's saying that, look, I had to do this in this process. At the time though, did you have that thought process? Like, okay, maybe the universe or life is telling me I need to slow down. Definitely not. And that's a good point. That's a, that's a, that's a good point you're bringing up because of course, in hindsight, and I'm a very, um, in, I'm a person who likes to dig deep internally I really believe in that. I believe the internal work that we do is the most important work. It's the it's the foundation of everything else we built in our lives. So doing that work for years, I have a clear understanding of what life was trying to teach me. But in the moment, no. So I do want to encourage people that it's not something like it's not. It's often something we see better with time, with the lens of hindsight. Yeah. And I only want to bring that up too, because sometimes people think they just have to have things figured out in a certain moment. And I always say like, it's not, it, it, it's, we only can figure things out when we're looking in the rearview mirror. Like, Absolutely. Oh, right. It, it only makes sense in that way. Cause I remember there was a time in my life where I had this back issue that showed up and it, it did not go away. Like my normal ones, it yeah. stuck around for like eight months. Yeah. And it was at that moment where I started to realize it, it of course, not in the moment, it was towards the end of it. I, I, I have a philosophy I live by where it's like, everything's always for the greater good. It's always going to be for the good. It's always going to work out for the best. And I've seen it in my life so many times. And so one of those things is I'm like, this is going to work out for the good. I have no freaking clue. I have doubts. I had worries about it, but I was like, I know this is going to work out. There's some, something I need to learn from this, but I just can't see it right now. And it was turned to the end. I realized that I was just that when I looked at my life, I remember meditation showed it to me and I just looked and I was like, yeah, I need to slow down. I need to rebalance. I'm not balanced. Just get better in harmony with things. And you know what? I'll ask you something like you, you realize this. And again, it was probably something you realized later than in the moment that you were able to see. So uh, the reason I, and I think that you brought that up so wisely, because as you said, people feel like, well, she's saying that he's saying that that's what they do. They, they, and so what I, it, what I invite people in, don't just sit there, do nothing to do is what I did. It's to mine your life for the lessons. It's a really, I think a lot of us run from our traumas and really in running, we become slaves to them because as you know, what you don't work through, what you don't uncover, it, it sits in your subconscious and it controls you and it controls 
a lot of your life. So this is why I believe that however you do nothing in quotations for those who can't see, I'm saying it in quotations because of course we're never doing nothing. I mean, scientifically, we are vibrating energy at all times, right? The molecules within us are constantly moving. So even if I'm sitting still, I'm not doing nothing. My my body is circulating blood. My cells are doing their work. The breathing happens. And the idea is not about this perfect way, you know, I do also, I'm a meditator and I believe in the power of meditation, but start wherever you are. It doesn't have to be, it could be walk in the woods or it could be journaling, you know, automatic writing, which is great. The point is you have to take the time and create the space to reconnect with yourself. I love that. Now let's look at this then. So is that, what is the real, your definition of doing nothing? Now, you might have answered it already, but I'm just I'm just want yeah, to of course. clarify that. Of course, it's about disconnecting from all of the external stuff, however you do it. So meditation obviously is the it's the obvious answer because it's so good for and you know what? Sometimes it's so good and sometimes it's so freaking hard. And we all know that all of us who meditate have days where you're like, you know, let's say I have 15 minutes and I'll set my alarm for 15 minutes and the time passed and I'm like, I, I, I where was I? That happens to all of us. We're not, you know, we get better with practice. But the point is of doing nothing is it's to me, it's about turning off all of the external messaging for however long you have. Sometimes it's just a few breaths, but turning off the constant stream of content that's coming in, that's coming at us. You know, I read recently that a person today consumes more information in one day than most people did in their entire lifetime, just a couple of hundred years ago. So the point of doing nothing is disconnecting from the external and going within. I 100% agree with you on this. And is it, you know, when we look at things like I always look in some of the things I, I was in my learning and training and just, you know, my journey, um, nothing ever happens out of a want always happens out of a need. And you can see now, like there's this big mindfulness movement coming and we're starting to, you know, I, th- I think it was, uh, Gary V came out like a, a couple of years ago. He's like, that's gonna be the next big billion dollar industry and all this stuff. Why is it so critically important in today's era? And I think you touched on it a little bit already, um, to do nothing and, and get to go, not always, right? Because you got to do something, you know, we are doing of something course, though, but of you, get, you know where I'm going with this. And it's just, why is that so critically important in today's world? Well, the thing is, a lot of us have ended up on these hamster wheels of where we're doing stuff constantly. But the thing we need to stop and ask ourselves is, is what we're doing effective for us? Is it working for us? Are we happy? Are we creating contentment in our lives? Are we happy with where we are, where we're going. And a lot of us don't know the answer to that because we haven't stopped to ask the question. So of course, it's not about never doing anything, but it's about taking the pauses so you can have more effective doing. So the Tao Te Ching talks a lot, as you know, uh, and for those of you who haven't read it, what I've tried to do with my book, with Don't Just Sit There, Do Nothing, is it's, it's like an intro course in the Tao Te Ching, which I've studied for a couple of decades now. It's an intro course using the the lens of my life, but it invites you to do the same with yours. It's like, oh yes, this makes sense. And I'll I'll show you why. I'll show you why in my life. But also I found this, that common sense teachings 
and the most, to me, the most spiritual teachings are common sense. They make sense because they go deeper than our intellectual knowledge. They just touch something deep within us. And I think we're all very hungry for that right now. The reason being, we've ended up in this world where a lot of stuff is easier. Technology makes a lot of stuff at our fingertips. But in some ways, it's um, triggered our more base uh, responses that aren't always for our highest good. For example, instant gratification versus patience. Patience is something the Tao Te Ching teaches. So we know, in essence, we know there's a better way. We've just lost touch with this better way. It's it's something we know in our deepest selves. That's why something like the Tao Te Ching rings true for so many of us. We open and we're like, yes, this makes sense. We know it's somewhere within us. We know there's a better way to live than, you know, what's being shown on advertisements and what's keeping us on that hamster wheel, constantly wanting more, better, more, better. We know that there's a way that we can do it better. We're just not sure how. And the better to me comes from an individual connection. So what's the best way for you to live and to create is different than what's for me. But if we're both consuming the same information and it's telling us to live in a certain way, neither one of us is connecting to our way, our, our own journey. I, I, I agree with that 100% too, because it's like, what made me want to become a coach was because I got tired of hearing from all the experts and not all, but majority of them. I mean, you, you can go on, you can go on Facebook, you can go Google something and you'll see it. It's all over the place. They all tell us what to think, not how to think. And that what to think is like, it's a conditioning program that makes everybody just be the same. And it's going on a wheel, just doing the same thing over and over. And uh, instead of teaching how to think, and I didn't mention this earlier, but Lao Tzu is he, in all my books, I've always put him as a quote, uh, mastering others is strength, but mastering yourself is true power. And it's one of the quotes that, um, that led me on a journey early on that was like, I'm going to learn how to control me and, and focus on me and master myself. Because I know if I can master myself, because I was always trying to I was intellectually trying to learn how to pick up on people's body cues and, and, and yeah. language and, you know, learn, master them. And I was like, yeah, that, that makes me effective, but I couldn't, that was force energy. And I had to learn how to come from power. And that's when I really grasped it, when I tapped in with self and I was like, oh, this is what power is. Wow. This is effortless. This is really easier. Yeah. I, I, because it's going with the flow versus against. And that's why it's critical to do the nothing part, because it, it, we have to, I was sharing with this before we jumped down, right? It's when we do nothing and it allows us to grow spiritually. Um, and even from a neurological perspective, a lot of my, my studies in peak performance and studying the brain on different levels uh, with my Cairo background is one of those things where we look at, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, the, the main message in self-help and personal development, and I'm not bashing it, trust me. It's just the messaging is, it just annoys me. You got to grind. You have to hustle. You got to do sweat equity. You got to outbeat your competition. If your competition works 60 hours, you got to go 80. If it's 80, you got to go 100. If it's 100, you got to go 120. And I'm always like, in my head, I'm like, that's just force energy. That's Newtonian physics. It, it's true. I'm not saying it's not true. It is. But there's also the quantum side now where we have quantum physics for a little bit. And it's showing a whole different world that actually goes, I wouldn't say it goes against but it's just, it, it, it was different laws. And one of them is that like, when you can, when you rest, there's something about the law of least effort, least amount of work to get the greatest gain. And if we rest, then we have more energy to produce more. We have reserves in the brain to be able to do things more, our computing power. And then all of a sudden we can hammer something out. And even though we only work, let's say two hours in a day or three hours in a day compared to an eight hour day, 
we accomplish sometimes what we would have done in an eight hour day or even 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 more than what we could accomplish in just those three hours. I mean, sorry, yeah. eight hours a day, working three hours would accomplish. Yeah. Even more than sorry. <laughs> the, yeah. No, no, no. But I knew exactly what you're saying. It's a, and it, I couldn't agree with you more. And, and, and in fact, I don't we don't even need to agree with each other. Science has proven as much like there have been studies that that show that we increase productivity by taking breaks. That's a fact. Um, I think companies know that now. This is why I also I have also started doing some um, speaking engagements for businesses where we talk about scheduling and schedule time because people have really lost the balance since a lot of our work has moved to home or between home and office. And uh, because of our devices, we're on all the time. So we really don't know anymore how to take breaks. I think that's the other important part of why a book like Don't Just Sit There, Do Nothing is important right now is that we forgot how to take like. It used to be, you know, you had a work day, you went home, that's it. That's not how we live anymore, right? We have the the devices on our wrists, we have them in our pockets, we have them everywhere. But um, the other thing is, you know, I'm a creative, right? So I'm really a prolific writer. I'm, um, you know, like halfway done with my next book, which by the way, to give a sneak peek, it's based on like one of the chapters in this book. Um, And uh, we maybe maybe if we have time, we'll get to it later. Not important. But the point is, I'm a prolific writer and I'm also an extremely lazy person. And I say lazy, not as bashing myself. I change the meaning of things. But like I rest, I nap when I need to. I have two kids that I take care of. I, I do a lot of things. And yet I have mostly managed, you know, each day I'm human and I still have struggles, but I've mostly managed to do what you were talking about, where you're able to kind of hack yourself, hack your own abilities because I get a lot done in a shorter period of time because I give myself the breaks and the rest. And I am able to switch between, okay, I'm doing some intellectual work I'm writing now. So what I'm going to do after that is the opposite of that. I'm going to move. And so I've been able to do that. And a lot of it is intuitive. There are studies, you're right. There's there's scientific information. But the other thing, when, when you're able, to connect with yourself, it's it's pretty intuitive. Like you yourself, there's a voice within you that says, nope, like I have nothing to say right now. I need a break. And that's your brain, right? And there's sometimes there's this need of like, I can't sit still anymore. I need to move. So if you start going within, you start tapping into your own needs. So, so true. And it's, uh, I, I wrote about that in my first book and it's, you know, even with science, I mean, I study, I research stuff constantly all the time, health, psychology, mind, all these different things. And I always tell people, though, science is phenomenal, but science is the average of what, you know, we're looking at a database of a sample size of something and saying, OK, based on that, what is the percentage of people that are going to experience this? And so then we say, oh, science shows this because it was 90 percent, 85, 95 percent. Then we're like, yeah, this is what this is how it is for humanity. It's always like there's outliers to everything. And Absolutely. so and, and I always say something and I think I think what's happening in society and this is what I'm I feel is starting to happen. I've seen this with my own self, with my own health, um, you know, 21 years of nutrition experience and all this other stuff. And then the Cairo side of it and the, all the just the depth of what I knew. And yet. And I, the studies, if I followed the studies, I would have went one way. And eventually I said, uh, just recently, like three months ago, I was like, you know what? Forget all the studies. I'm going to look at what's an independent just for me. Forget the rest. I'm just going to look at what's for me and what my body needs for metabolic health purposes. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. 
And I'm just going to stick to this for a whole year and let's just see what happens. And it's funny. I eat more carbs. I eat more fruit. I have a, I have a half a watermelon every two to three days. Mm-hmm. Um, which if you talk to me, you know, the amount of fruit I had in one month is what I normally eat probably in a year. That's wow. how little I limit my sugars. And so, but it was just the demand of my body right now. I just did something and I said, Hey, this is independent to me, regardless. It goes against all the research that I study, but I'm like, you know what? I'm going to follow what my body needs and go with that. And I think we're getting to a point in society where as we keep evolving, when we start tapping in, we're going to get to a point where the science is great and it may work for some, but it's, we're going to start to see a gap in that to where people are going to be like, yeah, but I just do this because of this. Like you said, the word lazy, that's a negative, that's a low vibration word, but you did something that I, I want to really point out that I wanted to let listeners hear is I, we're spiritual alchemists. I talk about this in the podcast. You took the energy of that word and changed the definition to have a given different charge. So it has a different meaning for you. Yeah, because, you know, it's interesting. And this is something I got, I gleamed from the Tao and from other teachings. It's what I write as well. And by the way, that quote that you said about mastering yourself is the quote I also use in the chapter about healing myself from my eating disorder. You know, I went to therapy, I went to self-help groups, but ultimately it was me taking charge of me that healed me. And I talk about the great power I got from that experience. And that great power was power over myself. The information that I gave myself, the ability it's not even, I wouldn't even call it control yourself because that's another one of those low vibe words, but I would call it the ability to commune with yourself so that you're, you heal what needs to be healed. Yeah. You raise your awareness. Yeah. Right? You became right. aware because like I studied a lot of, when I got out of chiropractic school and I was studying the brain a lot and I wanted to know more about like the behavior side of things. So I was like, well, you know what, let me study behavior psychology. I can learn habits. I can learn this. I can learn that. And it was great stuff. But then I started going, some of this I've done and I, it doesn't change. There's got to be something else. And then I started to understand beliefs dictate behavior. I started to understand that when you become aware of something, that could be 50 to 95% of the solution to the problem. And then I was like, wow, okay, so let me just go, let me just become aware and, and just look at, like, for example, why do, why do we do what we do? There's a belief there that's making you do what you do. And if we can tap into that and you really figure out what that is, and all of a sudden, like that, the behavior changes if you get to that point. And then all of a sudden, it's a huge transition. And that's why, like, again, going back to that quote, power, you know, mastering yourself, if yeah. you can really become aware of those things, uh, you know, like you were talking about, then all of a sudden, it's like it, 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 everything changes. And then it's just like, wow, I'm doing this now. And it's not that like you have to force yourself. You know, it's just like, no, this is what I'm doing now. This is it. Yes. This, is new, this is the new thing. There's not like it's, oh, I got to keep reminding myself. Oh, I forgot here. I fell off the wacky. It's like, no, this is what I'm doing. This is, this is my life now. This is where I'm going towards. And the funny thing is I say, I quote this a lot. I wrote in the book, but I say a lot. Self-awareness is a superpower because it changes it's, it's, you know, uh, Wayne Dyer, I don't know if you know of this spiritual teacher. Yes, of course you do. But uh, changed my life. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Wayne Dyer changed my life, too. And his book about the Tao Te Ching was called Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life. And this is what he also gleamed from the Tao. So that's why I know I was like, this is awesome. This is what I feel from it as well. The easiest way to change any situation or any person is to change your perspective. It's to change your awareness of it. Once I realized, for example, that nothing anyone else did was personal, 
who like once I really got that on a cellular level, it set me so free. It set me free in every interaction. Doesn't mean once in a while I don't get my feelings hurt or whatever. But when I realize that it's never about me, that whatever another person does is about them, even if it's their reaction to me, it's about them. It is such a freeing. That's just an example of a shift of in understanding, a shift in a belief system. And that's powerful, right? Because yeah. you're starting to realize, like I always tell people, like when someone reacts a certain way, it's, it's they're projecting out. And then you have a choice in that moment to feed it or to collapse the wave by just ignoring it and not ignoring it to be like, well, this is bothering me, but I have to ignore it because that's resistance. It's just yeah. like, I don't like that vibe. I'm going away from that. Like you repel yourself away from it. Um, like two negative, two negative magnets and they want to pull away from each other. And that, that, that's huge in, in so many ways, but yeah, Wayne Dyer is somebody, I uh, love the man, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it, that is, but it's such a simple concept because like a lot of times I I've always, I talk about this all the time perspective. I teach this a lot to my clients, everything's perspective in life and you can change everything, but just by how you see things. And uh, I'll, I'll tap into that in many ways, but it's one of those things where so many people, this is something I want to ask you too. Like, why is it that the, like the Tao Te Ching is very very straightforward, simple yep. stuff. I mean, it's it's not like it's this rocket science formula algorithm things that you have to do. But yet in our society today, why is it that the most simplest things that we share are the ones that we are like, no, it can't be that easy. You know, they know we know it, but then we just don't follow through with it. It's funny because the Tao itself says the way is easy, but people prefer the side paths. You know, that's a quote from the Daily Chick itself. So, I'll set you up for that one. <laughs> <laughs> you really were. But it, hey, you know, human nature, right? I think that to me, what's always fasc- fascinating is that, you know, this was written sixth century BC. Clearly, our nature hasn't changed. So my question is always, why, why did we come here with quote unquote, I'll say flawed nature? And I've started to understand that you know what? It isn't flawed. And that's why I've changed the meaning of lazy. If I need to rest and I want to be lazy for the day, then yay, lazy. You know, I've started to change a lot of the meanings that we've just accepted as truth because there must be a reason why we come in and we have tendencies that are the opposite of what's good for us. So it must be that in our lives, we need to learn how to master ourselves. We need to learn how to come back to this deep knowledge. And so, you know, I have two kittens now and an old cat. He passed away. I have these two kittens, the cycle of life. And I watch them and they're just such idiots. Sometimes it's so cute, but they're very smart and very capable. And I think we humans are very similar and there must be in, in our lives, this need to go through the journey of learning. So it's not about getting there to some perfect spiritual, personal development or any place. It's about the journey of getting back to knowing ourselves. I couldn't agree more. And it's, it's, and it's, and it's all part of the experience of life, right? We, we, our imperfections are what help perfect us to what we want to learn, expand and grow on. And it's an endless journey. The way is always going to be endless. There's, there's nothing like, I always had the think, like, thought process, like, oh, once I get to this point, everything will be grand and then right? I'm good. And then it was, you know, you get to some points of it and you're like, uh, yeah, I'm here and there's still everything there. What the heck's going on here? And, uh, you know, it's, and then I started understanding, you know, it's more of just the journey and the process of just being here, right here, doing nothing half yeah. the time, being lazy in your definition, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. 
um, to really embrace more of life and more of your spirituality and, and really just to connect back with self because it's, we have, I, I talk about this a lot. We have the best technology in the world is our body and our brains even beyond that. Uh, what's part of our body. And, um, <laughs> and when you think about that for a second, we are, but we're so connected to the world. We're so connected as a world, but yet we're so disconnected with this beautiful technology. And if we can just learn to tap back and we've been talking about that today with intuition and, you know, taking time to do nothing, um, this becomes a game changer because now you're writing your, your, I always say you're creating the recipe that what matters most for you to grow, expand, evolve, learn, and, and, and to show up more of that unique self of who you are uh, into this world. Yeah. And also another really great portal for that doing nothing, quote unquote, again, is nature. And the Tao talks a lot about our connection with nature. And I think that our connection, our natural connection with nature has been lost with our modernity. And so, yes, we've gotten a lot of cool things and gadgets and we are able to do things faster, but we've lost the connection with nature in that process. So it's important for us to take that time really to do nothing and sit on grass, to do nothing and walk around, look at trees, like to just connect with nature because nature, like the human body, is a great self-correcting machine. And so we're part of that. And when we connect with that power out there, we connect with it in in us as well. And um, it is interesting that one thing I've been able to kind of get an understanding, a better understanding for myself is Eastern teachings like the Tao Te Ching, like Buddhism, they they teach us not to give into desires or rather not to even have desires. And I've always been very torn on that because I want things and I want things badly. And, you know, it's part of being human. And I finally had in one of my meditations, I had an understanding what the Tao Te Ching is telling us, for me, at least my interpretation is not about not wanting, because honestly, that's not possible, right? Like we, we know that we're, we're goal-oriented beings. So to me, I understood finally what it's talking about is not making your desire, your goal, your point out there, the end-all be-all. It's to constantly bring yourself back to here. And so that's what my being lazy is about. It's about the, taking the pauses to just be content right now. And you can only do that when you stop. And you're like, wow, look at everything I've already created. Look at what I have. Even if all you have in that moment is your breath, even if you are at a bottom, it helps you be content in the moment. And then you can continue on your journey towards your goal. I love that. I couldn't agree more. I'll add one thing to that, though, because it's like when they say don't have want or desires. If you really think of the word want desire, you only want or desire something that you don't have. That's right. And from a creator standpoint, in, in infinite, from a soul perspective, you have everything. You're yeah. never on the lack. And so a lot of times I'll be like, just let's turn that word around from want to desire to choose. Because yeah. as a creator, you choose what you want to have experience. You choose what you want to see in your life. You choose the next, you know, what is that? What What is it you want to go towards? What do you want to have as a, as a life? And, and when you see it from that perspective, then it's like, oh yeah, I'm choosing. Just like I'm choosing a movie on Netflix or choosing what document, you know, whatever it is you want to, you know, pick out there. It's just the same process. Yeah, thanks for reminding us that. And by the way, that's another understanding from quantum physics, right? We understand. We get it. And by the way, the younger kids, I see that on TikTok. They're like, they get it. They're like, I claim it. I claim it. (laughs) That's hilarious. So Jesse, how can people find you, follow you on your socials, get your book, all that good stuff? 
So jessiekanzer.com, J-E-S-S-I-E-K-A-N-Z-E-R.com, which I know you'll have in the show notes, but just for those who are driving, it has all of the information about Don't Just Sit There, Do Nothing, and various links to where you can get it. But of course, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, your indie bookstores, they all, they all um, are portals for Don't Just Sit There, Do Nothing. It's available everywhere books are sold. And uh, as we were talking before we got on on the podcast, um, it's also available in Audible. I talk kind of fast. You can slow it down if you need to, or you can speed it up if you're like Nick. <laughs> and, um, you know, so I recorded it myself as well, if you're more into the audiobook versions. Um, and I'm on Instagram daily at Jesse Kanzer. I also am on TikTok as the Daily Dow at Daily Dow. But honestly, if you really want to catch me at Jesse Kanzer on Instagram daily. I love it. Jesse, thank you for taking the time to be with us here at the Mindful Experiment. Thank you for what you're doing for the world. It is much needed uh, to sit and do nothing and just enjoy the beauty of life to reset and regroup and, and just level up in everything we do. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing it with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.